U of L Health has a big plan to expand its downtown hospital. We'll talk about that plus more on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Laurel Deppen. Hi there. And Shay Van Hoy. Hey. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news, along with plenty of sharp opinions on what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. Laurel, again this week, the big story from U of L. Uh, you know, last week we were talking basketball. This week we're talking about this uh, big announcement of a new tower. So, uh, how big is this, is this tower going to be? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's going to be seven stories um, and about two hundred thousand square feet, um, and it's going to be next to U of L Hospital downtown, Jewish mm-hmm. Hospital. Um, and, you know, it's just going to expand what they already have going on. It really, from the map, it looks like it kind of like fits into a part of the shape of uh, what U of L Hospital currently occupies. So, yeah. So, and I mean, it is a pretty uh, building, too. It's, yeah. It's interesting architecturally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you hadn't seen it yet, there's some pictures of it on our website. Um, we had some renderings of it. Um, Let's see. So what all is it going to house? What's uh, what's going in there? So it's basically going to have um, all the services that UofL Hospital already has, but like it adds capacity to it. So it has more operating rooms, um, more regular rooms. And what that is meant to do is give everyone a private room, which is kind mm-hmm. of what... Um, patients have been asking for. Um, that's something that Tom Miller, the CEO of U of L health said at a press conference about this. Yeah, it's definitely become a thing. I think, uh, back in the, uh, back in the day, people would expect to be in single or expect to be in double hospital rooms, but nowadays they want those single rooms. I've heard that from other hospitals as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's just the expectation. Um, uh, People want better. <laughs> yeah. All right. So how many uh, how many beds is this adding? So with the new additions, U of L Hospital as a whole, with this new tower, um, will have over three hundred and sixty beds. Okay. Yeah. And uh, before I remember you you mentioned this in your story, uh, they were having you know they had such demand for new beds that they had had patients sleeping in emergency and recovery rooms that really weren't made for that. Uh, so this really alleviates some of the needs they have, it sounds like. Yeah, for sure. Um, Tom Miller, the CEO, he said that 40 patients a day um, weren't able to get a room in the hospital and they had to stay overnight in the emergency room. All right. And this is one of kind of a we've had kind of a string of uh, big investments here. So what are what are some other ones that we've seen in the healthcare sector? So I think the most recent one, um, apart from this, was um, Norton's investment in a West End hospital. It's about $70 million, and it's going to be part of a, um, I think they call it the Opportunity Campus with um, Goodwill Industries that's that's supposed to kind of like bring life to the area um, and fulfill like essential services that folks out there aren't getting. Yeah, and uh, in addition to that, I'll also mention Baptist Health Floyd. Uh, that system approved a $65 million construction project. Um, Baptist Health Floyd, obviously located in Floyd County. So, yeah, been a lot of uh, 
healthcare uh, expansions to talk about lately. I think this is good for downtown. Shay, it uh, doesn't seem like we've had a lot of seven-story towers announced downtown in a while, right? So, like, it's a uh, now that makes that just totally made me think of uh, seven-minute abs versus six-minute abs. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a lot of six-story towers and eight-story towers, but no seven. No, no, no seven. Not a lot of towers. Well, the last, like power I, I remember was the Omni, and maybe yeah. there's been one since then, but. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, Laurel wrote about a renovation of a tower uh, coming up for JCTC. Uh, mm -hmm. They're um, is it 11 or 12 stories, Bradford Hall. Uh, yeah, so th that is a tower currently that's 11 stories, yeah. but the renovation is turning it into two shorter buildings. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> cutting in half. Yeah. Five and a half <laughs> story towers. Six minutes. Uh, <laughs> It'll have a half floor like in uh, being John Malkovich. And, yeah. <laughs> um, this is just turned into movie talk. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think the Omni, um, you know, other than some renovations, I, I can't think of any new towers that will be kind of, you know, more than our new buildings, more than, you know, three or four stories tall. And I just um, looked back through the renderings while we were talking and it's a really cool, really cool building. I think any, you know, any sort of construction downtown and, and I'll just, anecdotally say that the last couple of weeks downtown have felt like the most downtown it's since 20 uh, since well probably late summer early fall of 2019 because you know the winter things dry up downtown and then we went into COVID in 2020 and it's like mm -hmm. I left I had an event downtown last night and so I left downtown about 7 30 or 8 and there were people out everywhere I think yeah in town so this you know this ad it's I think uh, Laurel wrote that this is going to add 325 jobs so uh that that's great for downtown um, having workers that who probably will not be mostly working from home. They're going to be in the hospital mm -hmm. attending to patients. So mm -hmm. good news for downtown. Yeah. And I, I talked about this last week on the show, but uh, yeah, with the basketball and stuff uh, going on with March oh, yeah. Madness, that, that drove a ton of stuff downtown. So downtown is feeling a lot more lively lately. So this is good news. Um, all right. Well, I will switch gears here. We'll talk about another crowd pleaser. Uh, that would be this concert that's coming up on, this is a wild, this was a weird one. Like everyone <laughs> seems to be excited about this. So Shay, I know you didn't write the story. I'm going to make you talk about it though, because I wrote the story. Um, but, uh, where's Janet Jackson going to play? Yeah. Janet Jackson's going to play the first concert, uh, at a uh, big concert at Lynn family stadium, the soccer stadium for the two pro soccer teams, uh, in Butchertown. Actually, I think when we got this, this news release, a few days ago, um, me and David and Jason, the managing editor, were talking about it. And then I was like, hey, guys, this is on this is Derby night. So we put that in the headline because uh, it obviously Derby attracts attention. But I was immediately just like thinking of all the traffic scenarios. Uh, and then I uh, we just kind of wrote up the release and got the story out real quick. But I was watching um, uh, a TV interview uh, with one of the AEG, the, the uh, company AEG that ma that manages Lynn Family Stadium in the Yum Center, and um, the rep, rep from AEG was like, you know, we we you know we we having it at seven to give people time to get from uh, to get from Churchill Downs down to the concert. I'm like, ah, man, that I was thinking like David, you had said these are aimed at different audiences, so it'll be interesting to see, yeah, how many how, what if there was a way to measure the crossover. There's going to be some crossover, I'm sure, but like 
the point that I saw brought up, uh, you know, was how many people don't go to Derby, you know, mm-hmm. and probably want to go do something on Derby night. And here's like this big concert. And what a first concert for uh, for Lynn Family Stadium to, to land Janet Jackson and and new edition, we should say. So uh, yeah. a two for there. Um, you know, that's a cool first concert. I'm not a big Janet Jackson fan, but I, I'm, I recognize her iconic status and I hate the word icon. And so I, if I'm using it, then it may, and then I think she's truly an icon. So, um, so I think that's, uh, it's a really good get for, uh, for the stadium, but um, this sparked off just a real lively debate on our Facebook page about whether or not having a concert on Derby night was a good idea. Um and and we got into that, but I think it's a great idea. Like, um, you know, I think a ton of people don't go to Derby. Like, none of my friends go. Uh, you know, they 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 may want to go out and party on Derby night, but they don't necessarily go to Churchill Downs. Uh, that's you know, that's for a select few, and a lot of people are out of towners. Um, you know, that, that go to Churchill Downs on Derby. A lot of Louisvillians don't go. They'll have Derby parties and watch, you know, the races all day, but they don't necessarily go to Churchill Downs. So I think it's cool that they're doing this. Um, I can't believe someone never thought of it before. <laughs> you know, they, they thought they would be competing with Derby. But uh, this uh, this group that's putting this one together has a great idea, I think. So, yeah, I, um, I agree with you, like on the fact that people just seem to like, Oh, we can't do anything on Derby Day because yeah, exactly. You know, there's no like you can't. I don't know. Compete's not the word, but you can't even broach that hollowed ground. And then yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I think it's cool too to have another. You know, the more outdoor. You know, obviously there's concerts on on the waterfront, spor- very sporadically at, at Cardinal Stadium. It has to be someone like you two or you <laughs> know, like the Stones are supposed to play there before that got um, you know canceled because of COVID. So. Um, you know, to have another cool venue close to downtown to have outdoor shows in, um, mm-hmm. the stadium is beautiful if anyone hasn't been. So it's, um, it's, yeah, it's cool. See, and I got, I mean, I think it'll sell out Derby or no Derby. So, yeah. And it's a Louisville based, uh, concert promoter that's putting it on, uh, a company called 85 West. And, uh, they're working with ASM global, who is the, uh, manager of Lynn family stadium. Also, I think, manager of the uh, uh, Norton uh, Sports and Learning Center on the West End. And uh, are they also the manager of the Yum Center? Or yeah. I'm misremembering that. So, You're going to have to. Yeah, also manages the Yum Center. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, the fact that the company that has been managing the Yum Center for how many years, you know, hadn't hadn't looked for a Derby Night concert is, <laughs> and now they do. And it's this new stadium. I think that's even more substantial. So. Um, but good stuff. I like, uh, I like the debate around it. I'm definitely on the pro pro side of it. Um, switch gears. We'll talk about one more topic here. And this is another thing that's kind of gotten lively. Uh, uh, first off, uh, Jaggers is a restaurant from Texas Roadhouse and it's kind of, uh, you know, kind of drive through, drive through kind of fast food. They probably don't want to be called fast food, um, fast casual <laughs> kind of place, but uh, uh, it's opening its second location. Uh, that's going to be just off Westport Road with the uh, near the Aloft Hotel. This brings back the debate of whether it's called Aloft or Aloft, um, but 
yeah, that's going uh, this going in the parking lot of the Aloft or Aloft Hotel um, on uh, on Westport Road. And uh, you know, I'm excited about that. I hadn't tried the first Jaggers. Has anyone tried Jaggers yet? Or? Yes, I am. I'm very pro Jaggers. <laughs> nice. I'm glad. So, like, I wasn't sure if either of you guys had. Um, so I'm glad to hear. What did you What did you like there? What's good there? My stance on Jaggers is extremely pro. I really like Jaggers. Um, I think that it's delicious. Um, and as far as like fast food drive-through chicken restaurants go, I think it gives the other chicken restaurant chains, which will remain nameless, a run for the AFC, <laughs> <laughs> amongst others. <laughs> you think it gives them a run, huh? And people love Chick Fil A. So people that's, do love Chick-fil-A. And that's so, saying a lot to say that Chick-fil-A, like I think that Jaggers has stolen Chick-fil-A's efficient drive-through system. Ooh. Uh, because they they do the whole thing where people walk out to your car and they have their tablets and they tap it in and it's all all goes really fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that Texas Roadhouse is delicious. So it makes sense that Jaggers is also delicious. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I've seen a lot of restaurants stealing that uh, Chick-fil-A model that Chick-fil-A cracked the code on that. And like, mm-hmm. everybody's trying to catch up with it. So, I um, saw at the beginning of the pandemic, someone was like, if they let Chick-fil-A workers run the drive-through COVID testing, like it would be better <laughs> for everyone. And I was like, that's exactly. a brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> Who was I talking to is like, Shay, I think it was you. Uh, you said something like, why is this guy so nice? He worked for Chick-fil-A or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can't, I can't remember what the context was. He said, my pleasure. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Someone, uh, who, yeah. Someone said my pleasure to me yesterday. Oh, it was a guy who is, uh, someone who emailed me about, uh, um, changing the wording of an article I'd written and he was correct. Um, it was about direct versus nonstop flights, but, um, in general, I'll, say in general, uh, people that email in to point out mistakes to journalists usually sometimes aren't the politest. Um, and he was, uh, <laughs> they take a great deal of satisfaction. <laughs> right. We've made a mistake. So, so I, I said, Hey, you're right. I switched it. Thanks for, I just, something I kind of didn't know. And, um, I was like, I've updated it. I appreciate your, you know, I appreciate your knowledge on this. And he responded and he said, my pleasure. And I'm like, Wow. <laughs> Was very. This is a very nice interaction. He was so nice he could have worked at Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. There we go. Yeah, I don't understand the void in the like Chick Fil A versus almost everyone else being horrible at the drive through. Other than throw out the caveat that labor problems, but let's go back five years or ten years. Um, It's like the difference in Jeff Ruby's and like a steak at at Waffle House. It's like that's (laughs) the the void. Like that's that's the the gaps that they got to make up. Yeah. Yeah. It is wild. Um, Especially now, now that like they figured it out, that's how you do drive-thrus. Like I've seen McDonald's stealing it. So I think like some restaurant chains are catching on to it, but like the rest of them ought to, (laughs) like that's how you do it. So, Uh, but anyway, um, Speaking of drive-throughs, this is also this has been a lively debate on our Facebook page. I sorry, I talk about our Facebook page all the time because um, I have to read our comments. But there was a bunch of people on our Facebook page who are like, "Well, screw you, Jaggers! I ain't going there until you open your dining room because I'm sick of going to the drive-through for everything." Because restaurants have figured out that they can make better margins 
by not opening the dining room. <laughs> this has like been a side effect of COVID. They closed all the dining rooms and then realized they don't need the dining rooms. We're making more money in the drive-thru than we are in the dining room. So a lot of them aren't opening their dining rooms anymore. Um, do you guys miss dining rooms, fast food dining rooms, or are you strictly drive-thru people? I see you shaking your head. No one misses dining room. Hybrid. So I'm upset that the dining rooms are closed only for the fact that if um, I like to just go in and order, I don't like to sit in the drive-thru, but I order to go. I'm not, yeah. no eating in the, like, I don't know. I have this mental. I don't remember last time I ate in a fast food dining room. It makes me feel sad. And so I don't do it. It just makes me feel like, like, unless it's a road trip where I have something I can't eat in my car, like, no. Right. But um, also pull, sometimes I'll like, you know, on the way to work, I want to get a sandwich for like breakfast for McDonald's. And if the line's too long, I'm like, forget it. I am not, you know, I'm not stopping yeah, there. Same so I'll do something. Yeah. Yeah. And I, some, but some of the places, you know, don't, don't have their, you can't walk in and order at the counter either. So maybe yeah. it needs to be a rally thing where you have a little order window where you could just walk up to. Yeah. <laughs> you want yeah. to go through drive through. I, um, I went to in and out burger when I was in Vegas and that was the last dining room I went in, but I like, that was an experience. I was like there to like eat it in and out burger. So yeah. uh, on a regular basis, I don't eat inside of a fast food dining room. When like I was, first... Oh, sorry, Laurel. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that when I went to in and out burger in Oregon, their uh, dining room was closed. Oh, really? So maybe it differs by states. <laughs> yeah, it might. Um, and I think this one, this one that I went to was like right by the strip and was completely packed. I actually had, I didn't even eat inside. I had to eat on the little patio furniture outside. Um, and I think that's probably why they kept it open there because they knew they could, you know, that place is going to be packed. And it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and it was packed. It wasn't even like a regular meal time, but a lot of people hung over from the night before, I guess, going to in and out Burger near the strip. <laughs> With the, but, they should change it to the in or out burger, depending on if their dining room is open. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's clever. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to be inside of Wendy's or anything anytime soon. So I don't really oh. care. That, close. <laughs> that your first in and out, both of like, so, mm-hmm. all right. I've been there once in California, California. You guys have both been what, like, what's your quick review? It was okay. Their fries were really interesting. Um, it wasn't like knockdown drag out good but it was better than like McDonald's or Burger King or something. Yeah. That's what I thought too. I thought it was like a step above McDonald's or Burger King, but then I was kind of like, why is everybody so excited about it? I know. (laughs) It's probably just because like, we don't have access to it usually. Yeah. I bet (laughs) out there they're like, it's no big deal, but it's still, it was still super crowded though. That's true. Yeah. This one was crowded. So I don't know. I think I'm the same thing. It was fine. Like, but like I, and I'm like a, like a huge, like Burger King fan, like their burgers. I like them a lot. I don't, they're not classy or anything. I just like the flame broiling. The flame broiling does, right. does but, the magic. But I, I like thought that about every, like five guys is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good. Like, I, but uh, the, the one I would probably put above a little bit. Uh, and this is a, always, I see a debate on social media is, uh, Whataburger, I like it better than Five Guys or 
in and out. And we don't I've have not tried there. that one, but I, I haven't to. tried that one either. I haven't been in that part of the country that has Whataburgers. Yeah. They're moving, they're moving closer. Nashville's getting some. So, before oh, she- well, <laughs> I'm that- road tripping to Whataburgers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of my predictions for the year. Well, I think Maybe. it was. Yeah. yeah. Did you say Whataburger? I think so. Okay. To, to Louisville or to Nashville? Louisville. To okay. Louisville. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would be great. Do you, all know pro- about, do you all know about Cookout? I've heard of it, but I've never been there. Same. Yeah. I, I, I think that Cookout is what Louisville needs. It's <laughs> just incredibly cheap food. Um, and it's, you know, it's not good, but you get a lot of food for very few dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, that once again, we have stumbled into a discussion about hamburgers. So, uh, <laughs> we do that pretty frequently. Um, all right. Well, um, uh, we are getting Jack in the box. So that's something that's going, there's, I think there's two locations announced, right? Is it Dixie yep. highway and Bardstown road? Yep. Um, Bardstown road, the old steak and chick. I think we talked about that on the show. I, I can't remember where on Dixie, but uh anyway so i got a cat on my lap and he's like really after these uh hoodies (laughs) (laughs) it's such a shame that this is an audio podcast so that you can't because you can't see the cat attacking your sweatshirt but you also couldn't see mine and shay's disgusted reaction about missing um dining rooms and fast food establishments (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah who yeah i don't know i think it's just people find ways to complain about um like covid things like yeah. dining rooms were shut down for covid and now people are upset because it was a covid related thing but I, I i don't even think it's covid related anymore i think it's probably a financial decision on the part of the restaurants to like realize they don't need that anymore so or staffing i was in um qdoba a few months ago the one uh on bardstown and eastern and uh i was ordering it. And there are a few people eating in there and a few people in mine, it was like crazy busy, but I think there were like literally two people working there that day. And the manager told the, um, her, her coworker, she's like, we're going to have to shut down the dining room and just sell carry out because we can't keep up with cleaning it. So they were going to like, not let, I guess just not let people eat in there, but they don't have a drive through either. So it's so like, take your food and go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I've, I've had something similar. happen. One thing I will say about in and out burger uh great service like everyone there seemed to be like to to love their job which is like you know you don't see that a lot at fast food restaurants so uh maybe that was the a crew you know because it was like right on the, the vegas strip but uh, they also have to wear costumes right yeah they have to wear like white <laughs> like outfits and hats and stuff. <laughs> but anyway all right enough uh, enough fast food talk i think we have uh, gone on long enough with that segment uh, we'll wrap it up uh, for this week. Before we go, let's uh, share where people can find us on social media. Uh, Laurel, I'll start with you on this. Feel free to send burger suggestions to <laughs> Laurel Deppin on LinkedIn or BF Lou Laurel on Twitter. All right. Shay, where can people find you on social? Yeah, uh, on LinkedIn. And uh, my Twitter handle is my name at Shay Van Hoy. Um, so find me there. All right. You can find me on LinkedIn under my name, David A. Mann. And you can find me on Twitter under the name DMAN3001. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Laurel and Shay. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we will see you next time. Bye.